it's definitely mindset and it's definitely commitment. This isn't get rich quick. It's, you know, get rich at your own pace, I guess, or depending on how hard you're willing to work at it. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of thousands a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey everybody, welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen, and today I've got some repeat guests. They were on the show somewhere around the two twenties. What was it, Riley? Two three. Two two three. So as we were getting ready, we were talking. Riley's. I said, "You guys have been on podcasts before." Riley goes, "Yeah, two two three. I was on two two three. So really excited. I've got Nate and Riley Eccles. They are a phenomenal father daughter combo that are out flipping houses and doing some really cool stuff. They've been to Flip Hacking Live a few times. Have been following you know inside the community for a while, and it's, I'm really excited to be the one interviewing them this time instead of listening to their podcast like last time. And we'll link their last one in the show notes here, and I'll have Kyle kind of set it up so you guys can listen to that. So welcome to the podcast for the second time, guys. How are you? We're doing good. Awesome, Bill. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm actually on a two week. My wife is in England for the last two weeks and I am single dadding it with my three kids, five, three, and one and a half right now. So, and during Thanksgiving, everybody's been sick. They gave me some sort of illness. It's been nuts in my house. So it's a, uh, it's been a fun week. I'll tell you that. Oh my goodness. It's so <laughs> stressful. I feel like my dad takes, I feel like my dad is probably stressful with me around having three of your kids are probably like, Two of them are in, are in diapers. The other one is a little bit sassy. He's a five-year-old sass, but he um, he he's actually was really, really helpful this week. So it was nice to have him around. He's been helping me. He's been listening to me. He's been, uh, he's a second in charge. We, he's my wingman at, uh, at home. So he's been doing a really good job. We put up all the Christmas decorations, Christmas lights outside. We got a real tree. We put up all the lights. My wife's not even going to recognize the house when she gets back. So we went all out. This is a new home. We just moved in about five months ago. So I'm excited for Christmas this year. So sassy and helpful. I can relate. Yeah. You know what? Every time I see Riley at the event, that's, that's actually a pretty good description of her. I think, <laughs> especially this year, you were, you were a little bit sassy this year at the event. It was awesome at Flip Hacking Live. It's like, uh, you, you came into your own over the last 12 months. I think you're really kind of like dominating the company. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing um, the kind of setup that you have between, you know, father, daughter, that kind of thing. I think it's really cool. Sure. Um, you are looking at the company. This is it. <laughs> Impressive. Here's the creator. Um, so we are in Omaha, Nebraska. We, uh, I started as a landlord. I'd almost call it like a hobby landlord. Um, and, uh, after I got involved with the group, that's when I kind of got more serious about things. And then after the 2018 Flip Hacking Live, um, we, or right before that, we did our first flip. And then uh, this year, things have increased. Um, we're, I'm working full time. And uh, so trying to make it all happen is, is a struggle at times. But we, we hit our goal this year. We had a goal to do six deals. Um, and looking at it, I'm, we've, we've front-end closed on eight. So um, now I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to do with everything. Um, 
that's kind of where we're at right now. That's awesome. So are they all flips? Are you guys doing a mix of flips and wholesales? What does it look like? I thought you'd ask. I got a little bit of everything. So uh, we've done, we did a flip in the spring. Then we did a wholesale. I did a bridge loan finance for another wholesaler. Um, I did a flip that I turned into a rental. Um, I did, we closed on a duplex that I ended up kind of trading for equity in one of these other deals. Um, I've got uh, one that uh, I'm looking at actually, we were going to flip it, but now we're looking to wholesale it to somebody who's trying to do an assemblage deal. Um, and then I've got a JV flip going, and then I've got one that I just closed on that we're looking to do a rent to own when we get done with it. So it's kind of diverse. So every single deal is different. It sounds yeah. like. Okay. So how did you learn how to do all of this stuff? Like how, how did you get comfortable with doing bridge loans, trading for equity, uh, owner finance, this kind of stuff? Uh, definitely through the group. Um, so I joined house flipping formula like three years ago. Um, and in fact, that's why I went to flip hacking live three years ago, um, was because of joining the group and, uh, really it, it's just the stuff I've learned off of the people, you know, just, uh, like looking at questions that get asked in the, in the Facebook group and whatnot and saying, Ooh, I'm going to mark that. Cause I might, I might, I might do that sometime. Um, and even now I just thinking about it. So, um, my accountability group, shout out to Tyler Jensen and accountability group 11. Um, like it's like gold every Monday night. Like I'm learning something new, almost like being on a coaching call because there's always something and I'm like, Oh, I could apply that. So. Okay. So for those of you guys who are listening to the podcast, you have no idea what Nate's talking about. We have uh, inside the seven figure runway and seven figure altitude group. We created this 12 week year accountability program. That's official. This, this past since flip hacking live, we are on our first session of kind of officially rolling it out as a company. We did a kind of beta test before that. So we've got a bunch of groups. How many people are in your group? Is it like six or seven people? Six or seven. Okay. And so you meet once a week for 12 weeks to set up kind of goals and it's, it's just other members getting on and holding them accountable. Tyler Jensen's your group leader. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty good group. You're in uh, you got the dream team there. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about committed. He was leading the group from the Dominican Republic while he was over there building houses. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. He was uh, doing Facebook lives and, and commenting on people's posts and stuff still. So that, that guy is absolutely dedicated. I love him. So Riley, do you attend the accountability calls? Well, I mean, he does it whenever I'm at mom's and then whenever I'm at his house, I at least listen, but sometimes I'll be like, uh, I don't really want to get on camera, but there was once where I actually did go up in his office and been like, Oh, Hey guys. So how old are you? I'm 13. 13 years old. And when did you get involved in the company? Were you always involved or was it just recently that you got more involved? I was always involved. Um, I guess when I was really young, like probably around when I could walk, I guess I went to all of my dad's houses. I went into the basements with all the spider webs and I would just run through no flashlight, no nothing. And I guess when we were fixing up the houses, I would paint over the walls and my dad would just paint over them. <laughs> I thought I, would, I was doing a good job, but it was all his work. But I was still trying to help. But 
And then, so, so now you guys have this company that you formed and are, you know, jumping right in, going from one deal to eight, closing on eight deals this year. What are the roles and responsibilities look like between the two of you? So who's responsible for what? I'll let her start. Yeah. So my role is doing the videos and I do all of our walkthroughs. Our YouTube is Urban Firebird Home Solutions. And what, what is it? Urban Firebird Home Solutions. Urban Firebird Home Solutions. You have a YouTube page? Yep. That has a bunch of videos on it? Yeah. Should everyone that's listening subscribe to it? Yeah, please. I want my own reality TV show. Okay. So Riley Eccles wants her own. What's the reality TV show going to be called? You know, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You need to work on this because if you're going to pitch, you're going to pitch the studio, you got to be ready for that. Okay. So you work on that after this. Name. What's that? I was hoping it was my own name, but... <laughs> Riley flipping houses. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So I want to come up with a jingle too. That'd be cool. (laughs) All right. That's next. So we'll come up with the name, then the jingle, then we'll pitch it to the studio. So urban firebird home solutions. I get it right. All right. We'll put it in the show notes too. So guys go check it out on YouTube. Um, Maybe we'll put the seven figure flipping in the urban, uh, uh, urban firebird home solutions page right next to each other. So, all right. Go, go subscribe. They want some followers. Riley wants her own uh, reality TV show. All right. It was a tongue twister for me too, Bill. <laughs> so, okay. So what, so doing the videos, working the YouTube page, what else? I try to be his accountability buddy. So I'm trying to keep him accountable outside of the, out of the accountability calls. And, okay. um, I yeah. guess I help him out with picking out some designs and style and colors too. And once we get enough subscribers, we could probably tell them, hey, what color should we do this? Or what color should we do that? Just stuff like that, which would be really awesome. So. Cool. Although I've noticed the the longer I'm in the group, the more we're kind of systematizing what we use. So there's less choice being made and more just, all right, do that again. Do that again. So. Yeah, that helps. That helps a lot. So Nate, what what about you? What is it? You you do everything else? I do everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've we do a little bit of paid marketing. Um, and then, uh, what I've taken since flip hacking live is I'm actually working on like my free and networking. I didn't, I didn't think about like, you got to reach out to people and, and deals do flow your way. I mean, um, you know, one of my accountability things is the number of houses I need to look at every week and the number of offers I need to make. And then I've got a goal about, um, meeting new wholesalers or realtors every week. And a lot of this stuff, you, you just deals start coming your way. And you know, we, you, you learn what a deal is. I guess a good example is before flip hacking live, I closed on a deal and uh, I, I'm really thinking it's probably going to be the first one we lose money on. Um, And now that I'm seeing how many houses I'm getting into, had I had this one been dropped in my lap now, I would have known it wasn't a deal. So it's, it's just that getting out there and, uh, uh, you know, getting more into the top of the funnel so that you can actually analyze them and know, Hey, this is worth it. And this one's not, but back to what you're saying, it's, it's, I'm basically doing the acquisitions, putting the deal together, um, trying to figure out what my exit strategy is going to be. So I know what I need. Um, I've, I've, uh, put some private money together. Um, and I don't know, I manage the contractors. Um, I don't swing any hammers anymore. Um, 
So a little bit of everything and then okay. figure out how to get rid of it. <laughs> so, so getting from one deal to eight deals, yeah. how does, how does that happen? It was, was it to go into that? Is it, is it some mindset stuff? How there's probably a lot of people listening who are like, I've done one deal too. And I just, I feel like I'm still looking for that second deal. I can't find it. I, I don't know. And you, you pretty much, I mean, an eight time multiple from year over year, something has to have happened. Either you got more committed or what? There, it's definitely mindset and it's definitely commitment. It's, this isn't get rich quick. I mean, it's, you know, get rich at your own pace, I guess, or depending on how hard you're willing to work at it. Um, a lot of it was getting around the group and you get around all these people that are doing 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 deals a year. And all of a sudden it's the, the numbers just seem attainable you know, and then you, you hear the Annie McFarlane's of the world giving you permission to be bigger than what you thought you could be. And, and, uh, it, it just changes your mindset. And, uh, uh, one of the people that was in the group was in my market and, uh, I had lunch with him and, and he's like, well, what are you going to do this year? And I said, well, I, I, I don't know. I think six would be like a aggressive goal going from one and he's like oh that's nothing you need to go for 12 well here i am i i beat my goal i didn't make it to his goal but it's it's still only the beginning of december so who knows so um there there's just tons of mindset to it like you have to get past those humps you have to think you have to think about your why like mine is sitting next to me mine works in the company so it's it's probably a lot easier for me than some people like um I know why I want to do this, you know, and in addition to that, it's, uh, I got laid off from uh, a job I had a couple of years ago, right around the time I, I joined the group. And I realized I don't want to go through that again. Like I want to get myself into a position where I don't have to worry about losing my W2. You know, I can choose when I want to go. And so um, that's been part of it too. So, and then it's surrounding yourself with people. I mean, I've got local people that I, I now network with and I, I communicate with a lot more. And I didn't realize like, like I'm dealing with a lot of the big fish here in my market. And uh, before, like, I, I don't know, might've been intimidated to even talk to them, you know? And, and now I'm like, well, look at, look at who we go see every October, you know, like the, I'm just, you know, another fish in this pond. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, a lot of people get that, like Riley says, she wants to be on a reality TV show and uh, flipping houses on TV. And even the people that are on TV, it's, it's they're, I don't know, they might be doing 20 or 30 houses. You guys, it's, it's funny because the OUR rep, Matt Osborne, that came, he was talking about his kids and how they watch all those reality TV shows about flipping houses. And they, when he, they heard that he was, I mean, this guy kicks doors down, goes undercover. He worked for the CIA. He goes and rescues kids from the darkest, deepest, darkest places out in the world and does some amazing things that I think he is like the true celebrity, the hero of our time right now, him and everybody at OUR personally. So meeting him is like meeting a celebrity where he tells his girls that he's coming to this event, Flip Hacking Live, and where the people are flipping uh, hundreds of houses a year and they think that he's going to meet celebrities. And so it's kind of, it's interesting dynamic, right? Of, and once you get around that and you're, you're with those people, you just realize they're just average Joes. Actually, you're probably better than like smarter, harder working than most of them. It, it changes the way that you think about what's possible. Like if they can do it, I can do it, right? So I feel like we're kind of a broken record on this thing sometimes where it's, 
Yep. Giving you permission. It's talking the about one man can do, you know, that's it. Uh, anybody can do it. There's no doubt about it. It's just about once you get around that and you come to an event like this, or you do something, whether any event, you go to one of these real estate events, these conferences, these, these personal development type things, you realize that these are just normal people doing extraordinary things, frankly. So, and it gives you kind of that idea that you can, you can do eight or you can do 12 or you can do 50 if you want to. You just got to figure it out. You got to put your mind to it. You got to get around the people that do it. So what, tell us a little bit about your, your regular job. So you've got to work, you're working a full-time job and doing this. So, I mean, I remember when I was doing one house a year and I had a full-time job and I was doing all the work. I was driving to it on the way to work, on the way home from work. I felt like I had two full-time jobs, but I was only doing one house a year. Well, let me, let me just preface with when I was doing all the work swinging the hammer myself, I don't feel like I was putting in as much time as I do now trying to coordinate and find deals and talk to sellers. And like, I, I feel like I'm spending just as much time. It's just, it's a higher and better use of my time because I wasn't very efficient swinging a hammer. So, um, my day job, uh, I'm a planning manager for a retailer. Um, that is a uh, uh, national, I, 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 I'll call us a regional retailer. Okay. Uh, so we are uh, the largest home furnishing store in the country. Um, and we do that with only three locations. So. Okay, cool. And so is that just a regular, you're working eight to five? What does it look like for you? Um, it's eight to five ish. Um, okay. I mean, you know, a lot of days start for me. Well, I mean, I, I go to the gym at six 30 and I get to work maybe seven 30 and then, um, I work till five or five 30 or six and then come home and uh, tries to feed me, tries to get me to basketball, tries to get me to church, all these places and just a hassle. Yeah. You're just a hassle. <laughs> well, if you guys can't see this, there's total sarcasm going here, right? <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you the, I, I like, what's that like? Is that it's, it's, got, it's definitely a challenge because I know I've been there, you know, four years ago, I joined this group. I had a full-time job. I was, my, my schedule was a little bit flexible. I could fly at night and then I could work up until like noon or I could fly really early in the morning and be done by like two 30 or three. And then mm -hmm. I could get, have the afternoon. So I was able to, to do that. And if I cancel my flights, I may be able to kind of skip out and, and do a little bit of work or work on my email from, from the office, stuff like that. So I had a little bit of flexibility, but the hardest part for me was going to see sellers because I would never know what my schedule was going to be like. I didn't know if they were going to put me on the night page or the morning page to fly. So I knew the day before what my schedule was going to be the next day for the last 15 years of my life. So it's, it's a challenge, right? Yeah. You know, I was working hard. It's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, at least my schedule's fairly predictable. Um, and in the position I'm in now, I used to be a retail buyer. And so then I had all the travel on top of that. Um, so getting promoted into this position at least gives me kind of more bankers type hours. Um, it, it's a lot of like emailing and phone calls over lunch. Um, it's setting appointments while she's at basketball practice. It's, um, filling up my Saturday. I mean, you know, I might have appointments at nine and noon and three and six. It, it, you know, it, it just depends on, you know, I don't typically have four appointments in a week. Like I said, our, our marketing's fairly limited, but it, you know, it could be, I'm checking out uh, 
two wholesalers houses plus I have an appointment or or whatever um, but it's it's definitely a, a test of time management um, to say the least so and then trying to still have you know some family time for us you know to go do fun things and whatnot and you know it, she she comes on a lot of seller appointments she's met a ton of sellers a ton of dogs yeah. um, so and not gonna lie she's probably a pretty good closer so I was just gonna ask Riley how are your negotiation skills now are you the one that does, gets the deal signed or is it your dad still my dad but we're working on it okay and coming to Flip Hacking Live, I think you probably got some really good tips from Adam and Jeremiah this time. Yeah, that was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I had to get the hook to pull them off stage. They just kept going and going and going. So, um, Okay, so what would you say to the, that person who's out there who says, I can't do this because I have a full-time job? Because that's the question that I get all the time is, you know, you had a full-time job. How did you do it? I, don't, I just don't think that I can do it with, with that. Um, I would say you can do whatever you want. You just have to, you got to be committed. Like you got to give up other things, you know, uh, manage your time, manage your time. We're, we're getting ready to cut cable cause pff, we don't need it. We don't watch enough of it to, to mean anything. You know, um, I, I had to, uh, limit my, my sports intake. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, in, I can't spend a Sunday just watching football games all weekend. It's, I got something I got to do, you know, um, so it's, it's just, you got to make it a priority and, uh, you know, work it in with the other priorities that you have as I'm pointing to Riley. That's it. Uh, all you need is Disney plus, just get Disney plus and you'll be fine. So you, you, you nailed it. I think the priority is it because when I, when I think about that, most of the people that say I can't do this cause I have a full-time job or I can't do it. They're just, they're looking for a reason not to, instead of for a reason to do it and to be successful. It's almost like you're looking for an out. You got a plan B, C, and D instead of just your plan A of what you want to do. So the commitment level is important and, and setting your priorities. And if you prioritize this and make it a priority, that was it. For me, I was going to succeed. I was going to work, put a hundred percent in all the time and I was going to succeed or else I was going to, I was going to be done. I can put in a year. Here's my budget. Here's my plan. Join this group. This was my plan. I'm going to do it. I'll make it. I'm investing in myself. And at the end, I'm going to sit there and go, well, it's not for me or it is for me. And fortunately it worked out and it's, it is for me. It's something that I love to do. And I found a lot of different things along that path, but it's so easy to quit. I could have quit hundreds of times, but if you don't have a strong why, like you talked about, which obviously you do. And if you don't have a, the commitment to it and make it a priority, then it's done. You're, you're not, you're not going to make it. It's just it's not going to happen. So I think that's great. So you're prioritizing this business. What does it look like? What do you, so you did eight, you eight purchases this year. What's your plan? You guys have a plan for the next 12 months after Flip Hacking Live? Yeah. So uh, the goal I put on paper is I'd like to do 18 deals. Um, and I'd like to be in a position where I, I could leave my W2. Not saying I have to, because my boss is probably listening to this, but <laughs> I'd like to be in a position where I have the option because like I said, after being laid off once, you, you don't want to be put in that position again. Um, now, since coming back, and uh, one of the big things at Flip Hacking Live was uh, Mike Simmons talking about, you know, knowing your numbers. So I started looking at things, and I was like, well, God, we've done all these deals. Why don't I feel like we're doing a lot? 
And so I started digging in numbers and realized I, I'm just spending way too much per deal on marketing. So um, I, one of my goals this year, even if I don't hit the 18 deals, which is still a goal, I just want to be more profitable. So even if I, if I only do eight deals again, but if, if, if I make them more profitable deals, I'll still count that as a win. Well, I think that's the most important part, right? It's, we, we talk a lot about our gross profit, the number of deals that we've done, the number of houses that we do, the size of our business, all of that stuff. Really, a very important part of that equation is how much do we actually make as business owners, right? Like, what does it look like inside oh. the company? So, and we get, we get that a lot is, why does, can we stop talking about gross profit saying we're going to do $3 million in gross profit? Like, because nobody cares about that. Well, Everybody cares about that. Every other business talks about that. I can't, Walmart does not run around and show you their bottom line net profit. And that's where they measure against everybody else, right? They talk about, you know, how much revenue did we do? Because that is an important number because that amount of revenue for us shows me that I am creating jobs. I'm creating opportunity. There are people out there that are getting paid from all of these commissions are coming in. And what I make, that that's important too, but that's, that's not something that just goes up on the billboard of, hey, come work here because we're this big of a company or we're go up on the Inc. 500 list because we, we netted you know, 40%. That stuff is very important for us, but we can't ever forget about the gross profit and the numbers and things like that. Because what we did, my presentation with Nate was we made an extra million dollars doing the same number of houses this last year. And that's a testament to number one, the market, how the market's doing. And number two, how systemized our process became and how the right people, putting the right people in place allowed us to grow the profit margins on each deal. So for you, that could be the same thing. Like you said, if you do eight deals, but make twice as much money, that's absolutely a win. Because for us, we didn't have to bring on more people. We didn't have to hire more staff. We didn't have to take on more overhead, more risk. We didn't have to do a hundred more deals to make an extra million. We were able to do it with the same number of transactions, the same process, the same system, just refine it, got the right people, and we were able to make more money. That's, that's the name of the game, really, is becoming more efficient first and then building that foundation and then growing and scaling that. So if you take eight deals that are not profitable, you scale it to 18 deals that are not profitable, you're going to be spinning your wheels just working three times as hard to not make any more money. doesn't make sense, right? Well, and of course, you know, part of this is the, what I'm looking for, like you, I mean, I've kind of looked at your path and it's very similar. Like I'm looking for the time, like long-term it's about the time. And of course, right now it's, you know, living like others, you know, won't so that later, you know, I can live like they can't, but I'm putting in the time now, but the goal is to be able to free up that time so that I can do, I can go to everything she's got going on and I can, and do all these things I want to do. So it, it gets hard when you're around a group of such successful people, because you do look at like, there's so many people that are on that next plateau. And so you're like, Oh, well, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at eight. So, well, but this person's doing 15. Oh, and this person's doing 50. And, and so you just think, Oh, I got to get there. I got to get there. I got to get there. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go at your own pace. And that, that's the one thing I've learned. Like, if I, if I don't just look at where, look at it like golf, I'm just competing against myself. Okay, last year I did one, this year I did eight. If I just look at competing against myself and do better than I did last year, 
then I don't get frustrated with the fact that it might not be going the way I want it to, or I might not be, you know, making enough on, on each deal or, or whatever. It's just, well, did you do better than you did last time? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of all that matters, you know? Yeah. You said like, sometimes I think you should, it's always go at your own pace. Like always, 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 because you can use those other people as motivation, but you should not use those other people as comparison because that's what gets people in trouble. I've seen a lot of people come through the doors of this mastermind group and try to become Andy and his, get his business overnight and spend a ton of money, bring on way too many people, spend too much on marketing and basically just fall flat after a month or two because they can't keep that run rate for a long period of time. You basically have to get deals done in order to make your payroll after month two. That's a big problem. And I've seen it. And then, you know, it's there. They either blame themselves or they blame somebody else. So for you, I think you nailed it. You've really got to look at what you've done, look in the mirror and say, are we doing better than we did? And what's the next step? And take those steps and organically grow and not try to get from where you are to where I am without the steps along the way. It's not A to B. Like you've got to hit all these different spots in, in the middle. And that's the biggest thing that I try to get to you guys on the videos that I made, all of that stuff is this is information. This is what we use. This is our systems and our processes. You do not need to use all this. You don't need to implement all of these things. Don't go watch three months of videos and not do anything. Watch one or two, get out there and take some action. Come back when you need the next thing, go to the next step, then keep going. So I think, I think you're exactly right. We have, we're, we're constantly getting inundated with number of deals, amount of money, people doing a hundred times more than we're doing and we feel inadequate or we're out of, I mean, I look at some of these other people that are doing way more than me and I'm, I'm a super competitive, highly driven type person who goes, man, maybe we should be in every market in the country. Maybe we should be trying to do 50 deals a month. Maybe we should just continue to grow and scale. But I'm smart enough to know that that path is not sustainable it's, we just need to go slow. I had to slow my team down. They wanted to, uh, three months ago, they wanted to go into two, two new markets. And I said, guys, we just, three people just quit. Like last week, we, had, we went from 15 people to 12 people. You're all doing everybody else's job right now. And you want to, at the same time, you want to hire three people, train them and go into two new markets. Come on, guys. I'm, I'm the visionary here. I'm the one who's supposed to be driving the vision of this big picture, like go make more money. You guys are supposed to be slowing me down. I'm the gas, you're the brake. What happened here? I'm the break now because my team is so driven to do more, but we got to realize that it's not sustainable. And I'll tell you the, the reason they can do that is because they're, they're spending my money, right? Right. So they, didn't, they didn't necessarily care about that. And so when I said, I saw the dollar signs, I said, there's no way we're doing that guys. But now we're at the point where we got the team, we got the foundation, we got everybody trained up, we're ready to go. And now we launched and we're going into a couple more markets this quarter. So that's exciting for me because now I've given my team and said, okay, you guys did it over those last three months. You guys proved to me that you could build it out. You stabilize the company. Everything looks good. We're firing on all cylinders. Now let's go grow a little bit more and just organically grow your business over time. So for you guys, I, I do think it's, gonna, it's a challenge, right? When you come to these events and you see everybody doing all this and you, you put a timeline on yourself and you just want to just, just run. You just want to go, go, go. And sometimes we have to say, okay, let's Let's be smart about it. Well, I kind of look at, you know, my, my rental portfolio and I bought my first rental 
I closed on it, I think, like the week she was born. So, you know, I was definitely willing to take on a bunch of things at once, even back then. But uh, I just kind of went like at a, at a slow pace and it's worked out and it's been profitable. And, I, you know, I, I had challenges, but the challenges were never so big that I was like, oh, I'm getting out of this, you know. So it's, it's kind of been the same thing, you know, once we got into the, the rehabbing side where I've had challenges and I'm not going to say I haven't had days where I'm like, forget this. I've already got a good W2. I'm just going to stick with it. But of course that is fleeting. And then I go home and it's funny because on my, my uh, goals for the year and my why sheet and whatnot that I have posted on my fridge and my mirror and in my car. And, and it, one of the things it says is, uh, you know, Riley's the why, but it's, she, she just talks about when we're going to be millionaires and she's so nonchalant about it. And it just, it just drives me to succeed for her because in her mind, we're already on the path where oh, we're almost there. Like, you know, and I, I guess I wish I had that naivete. <laughs> when, when are you going to be millionaires, Riley? Soon. When are you going to be a millionaire? 20. 20, seven years. Yeah. You'll be a millionaire by 20. That's what she told Becca. Well, Everybody Becca, at the event. Everybody at the event. Becca probably put it in her calendar, so you better watch out. In seven years, she's going to be calling you on that day and saying, "Are you a millionaire?" And you know, what would be awesome is a year before that or two years before that, you call her and say, "I already did it," right? Well, sadly, I can't flip my first house when I'm younger than twenty. So, Why not? I guess be prepared. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Then I'll be like, "Dad, you know what? Twenty, we're doing it." All right. Well, my first house on the day that I turned 20, that would be my birthday gift is just to flip one house. Well, I think, you know, as you go, you got, you get that business up and running, you get it to a point where it's profitable. It's making money. Riley starts getting a solid W2. Riley starts putting money in her for her IRA, her Roth IRA starts filling that up at $6,000 a year right now. And that starts stacking up. Then Riley becomes, she flips a house in her uh, IRA. Next thing you know, that you know, $15,000 just turned into $50,000 and you just keep growing it and growing it. And who knows, by the time you're, uh, you could be a millionaire anytime. So I'm taking it, money management classes right now. So today we were just learning about growing a business, which is very, very coincidental. <laughs> so money management class, where is that? Where is that in the church? Is it at school? Where is that? It's at school. Um, I guess they were just preparing us. We don't talk about stock. We just talk about, oh, uh, your future and what you're going to do with your money, your career. Basically, we're talking about just real life things, which is very, uh, <clears throat> very awesome because I really like the practical classes because English and science and reading or math and all that. Yes, that's practical. It's just I think I want to talk about money and career and all that way more than I want to talk about plants, animals, life. So you need some more entrepreneurial classes is what you're yeah. saying. We need to get more entrepreneurial studies into the schools. All right. High school well, financial stuff. It's funny because another, um, another one of our seven figure runway members that they joined at the, at flip hacking live this year, he was the, he, his, his sister was the, our nanny. Mela. So, and then, um, he cut our grass 
at the house. And he, he was in high school. And I, when I talked to him, he was, he was interested in flipping houses. So I said, Hey, we got this house flipping formula uh, group. Why don't you join the group? Maybe, uh, you know, a little extra grass cutting, join the group, check it out. We'll, we'll work out a, a something there. And I said, Hey, why don't you and your dad come to flip hacking live? Check it out. And they came last year in 2018. And then they came back, they bought tickets this year, 2019 came and joined the seven figure runway and they flipped two houses after the, the 2018 event. So they bought two houses. They're in the process of renovating them and, and reselling them now here in Nashville, in Nashville, Tennessee. So the competitive market, expensive market. And I said to him, I said, are you going to college? He said, no, absolutely not. It's just not what I want to do. I want to own my own business. I, he grew his landscaping company. His landscaping company does pretty well. And now he wants to get into house flipping and, and real estate and things like that. So truly entrepreneurial. I'm not saying don't go to college, Riley, because I, look, I, I have a, a mechanical engineering undergraduate degree, bachelor's, and I have a master's in aeronautical engineering. I took a lot of math and science classes, a lot of yeah, like math that would, uh, it's just crazy. I don't even understand it now. So for me, a lot of that was developing relationships. It was getting to know people. It was understanding the process of business, of just networking, sales, things like that, marketing. All that stuff is in there, in the, in the life, I think, in college. So I'll probably be pushing my kids that direction. Um, I'm not going to force them to go to college, but it will be highly encouraged, I'll tell you that. So it, for me, I, I, I think there's something in school, but I do think they're missing out on a lot of those things that you're talking about, money management, personal finances, um, entrepreneurship, business, uh, marketing, sales, those kind of things, because that's really important stuff. Every business that any entrepreneur is going to run needs to be solid in marketing and sales. So my cousin, Joey, who you might've seen at Flip Hacking Live this year, he, um, when he was in high school here at Independence High School in Nashville, I went there. He had a personal financial management class that they were teaching. And they asked me to come speak at his, his class. I taught his class. I taught like five periods of that class over and over and over again. And I talked about IRAs and 401ks and, and money and income and taxes and stuff like that. And just took crazy questions from the kids. Like, how much money do you make? And uh, what, how, are, do you have are you on a TV show and all this stuff? So it was really cool to see that they're doing that in high school. And what, are you at eighth grade? Yeah. Okay. So they're doing it in middle school now, which is even better. That's, that's really incredible. I love to, I love to hear yeah, that. My brother, he's 18. And he's like, you're taking money management classes, man. I wish I had that. And I was like, yeah. You know, now I think about it, I feel like everybody would want that. Yeah, everybody needs that. There's a lot of people out there that have no idea what to do with money. And the average, the average, uh, the average amount of money in a savings account, like a somebody's checking account, is like a thousand bucks. Like most, I don't know. We're the richest country in the world, but still, it's really amazing to see what um, the way people think about money and the way they use it. And they, like Walter Bond said, right? It's a currency that's meant to flow, right? So the way yeah, you think about money. time I hear currency in my money management, I'm thinking currency, currency, money is a currency. Look, money is a currency that is meant to flow. And that's everything. That's all I hear when it's money management class. I'm just like, Walter Bond, you're here with me. I know you are. Nate, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Because one day she's going to say, can I have the keys to the car? And you're going to say no. And she's going to say, dad, come on. Currency is meant to flow. You give me the keys. I'll use up all the gas. I'll bring it back empty. That's my gift to you. Yeah. So. Well, she's, it's funny cause she just made a, uh, 
she had some spare cash. And so she was like, can we go to the bank? I want to, want to put this into my account. She's probably got as much money as the average American now. <laughs> nice. Good. Uh, you know, look, I was always taught to save 10% of everything that I made. And then as I got older, it was 15% and then it became 20%. And then it was 30%. And then it was 40%. And at one point I was at 55%. I was saving 55% of my income. When I was a Lieutenant commander in 04 in the military, I was living off an O2 salary and pay. And every time I got a bonus, all of my bonus would go into uh, an account. It would go into the stock market. It would go into my savings, go into my IRAs, my 401ks everywhere. And I just stocked it away and it's compounding and paying off over time. And that's the mindset that you get into. If you start saving 10%, it can easily become 20. It can easily become 30. If you start saving nothing, it's very hard to get, to get off of spending everything that you make. There's the people that spend all their, the, the, the people who run out of money at the end of the month from their paycheck, they will never be savers. Never, 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 never. I'm tr you can try to get them to do it, but it's so hard. But when you start that way, you start thinking about every dollar that you make, 10 cents goes over here and you pay your, you pay your savings account or you pay your investments first. That's a mindset that will live with you forever. And it's easy. It's the same thing with giving, the same thing with tithing. What people say that, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give way more money when I start making more money. Like once I have a million dollars, I'm going to give away a hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It's the, the people who are the best, who are the givers, the tithers that they have been giving when they had nothing and they'll be giving when they have a lot. And that's the difference. The same thing with saving money and the mindset of money. So this is something I'm super passionate about. I, I wish that it was in more schools, being taught to more children, things like that. Because you start right now, your, your life has changed forever. You will be, you'll be the one at the party that nobody wants to sit next to because you're talking about flipping houses, making money, things, and other people are uncomfortable about it. But it's, we're open about it because it's not a big deal. Like, already what happens in school. What's that? It's already what happens in school. Money management. I was like, they were, we were doing a goal timeline, and I was like, one of my goals is to have like a hundred or hundred fifty houses, rental houses. My uh, money management teacher's like, okay. Awesome. <laughs> Want to be a real estate person? I'm like, real estate investor. Yes. You should say I already am. You need to subscribe <laughs> to my YouTube channel, which is. What is it? Urban Firebird Home Solutions. Urban Firebird Home Solutions. Uh, just throw it in there. Give her your business card, just like you did to me, and uh, and and show off in that class because it's awesome. And then and then get her to buy a ticket to Flip Hacking Live, and you can really change your life. So, all right. So so the goal is to do eighteen houses. You guys are Riley. What is do you, you you're helping after school? You're helping on the weekends. You're just jumping in anywhere that you can to yeah. help move the needle for the company. And I follow him around trying to get all that knowledge. Yeah. If, if you watch, teacher. if you watch the videos, like from what we were doing, say a year and a half ago, she really knows a lot more about construction now than she did. Yeah. What's HVAC? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really impressive. You know, I saw a huge transformational change between last year at Flip Hacking Live and this year at Flip Hacking Live. So it was very clear that you guys either um, you've just been reading a lot or listening to a lot more podcasts, but it's obvious that you guys are just doing a lot more in the business and you're getting some hands on your, your confidence level was like whoosh, this year. So it's really cool to see the, I don't know, Nate, maybe you see this, but I feel like year over year for us, there's, I don't see a, I see changes in a lot of our members and things like that. But as we get older, I feel like there's not a big change between 
year to year, maybe it's like physically, mentally, emotionally, those kind of things. But when you see younger people show up different, it's like a year is a huge amount of time. It's almost like 10 of our years. Oh, for sure. It's, it's why as you get older, like you gauge historical events based on how old was she at that time? Because that's how you context everything. Yeah, I agree. And, and they have just absorbed so much right now. Like I see my, my little ones just like a sponge, just absorbing stuff. I have to be careful what, like what I say, what I do, how I say it, all these things. Cause they're just like little, um, they're just repeat. They're just little like birds repeating everything that I do and say. So, um, so what did you guys think you've been to Riley? Have you been to three flip hacking lives or just two? Last year was your first one? She's been to two and I've been to three. Okay. So you came to uh, the one that we had three years ago and then Riley came last year and then you guys both came, you guys both came last year and then this year. So what did you guys think about this year's event? It was was put together really well. I really really enjoyed it. Even if it's talking about stuff that's going to be way forward in my future, but it will come soon enough. So that's good knowledge to have in my brain. It was definitely um, uh, put together as far as like, I I feel like each day you had a different theme almost. Um, So it it was kind of easy to, easy to keep up with like, okay, this, like I want to say the first day was all like acquisitions or or, uh, uh, marketing. Yeah. It was pretty much mostly marketing. Yep. And then the second day was, that was basically your team. I want to yep, say my team, like, the kind of business side. Yep. And then the, that, that was when you did the money management stuff was on the second day. I want to say, yep. And the third day was obviously when uh, you, you had Jocko and Walter and, and uh, motivational speakers mindset. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good flow to it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like in the past we've, we have bounced around a little bit from like speaker to speaker to speaker. It's, we tried to run a theme, but then I, so I had some, some professional help this year, putting the thing together uh, with a, you know, event planner and stuff like that. And we worked on it for a long time in the past. We, it had been just kind of a couple months. We would work on it for the last like three months prior of planning the event, who's going to speak when. Um, but this, this year, I mean, it was seven months. I think we talked about it, seven months in the planning and then we cut at three months ago or four months, three months before that I bought the company and we just basically started over. So it was, uh, it was definitely a challenge, but I think, uh, I'm glad you guys had a good time. I, um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it and putting it together. I think it was, uh, the feedback that we've gotten has been really, really good about it. Um, and the challenges and authenticity is what I really like to see from the speakers this year. It was a lot of people sharing some of their, not just the wins, like the rah, rah stuff, but a lot of, their challenges and struggles and some of the things that they've been going through. For sure. I mean, the, so last year when, when Riley came, she was on fall break. So, and, and Justin had given us tickets, so it was pretty easy to bring her this year. Um, you know, I had to pull her out of school and of course then I had to like convince mom, Hey, I'm going to take her out of school for three days. But the fact of the matter is I, everyone I talked to, I said, I'm not the person that would pull my kid out of school to go to Disneyland. But like for this, she, I knew she was going to learn more than she was going to, if she stayed in school. I mean, entrepreneurship, leadership, negotiation, sales, mindset, mindset, networking, um, 
I mean, there's just so much. And so, I don't know, as a parent, I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, I wouldn't at all. And not to mention, she's like a full-on celebrity at these things now after being on stage and doing everything last year. It's awesome. So, and I think it's exactly what you said. We're talking about this entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial type classes in school and things like that is, this is definitely an event to bring your kids to. There were, you weren't the, the year before, yeah, the year before I gave some free tickets away to the youngest kids and you, I thought you were going to get it, but there were kids that were younger than you there uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. So it was uh, cool to see that we had, you know, six or seven kids in the audience. And this is, I want this event to be a place that I can bring my kids, that people bring their families, their wives, their kids, their, you know, it's, it's like wholesome type people that are on stage. There's not a lot of foul language. There's not a lot of um, beating on our chest, rah-rah type stuff. It's just more, you know, how it's a lot of it's, it's personal and professional. Like one of my core values, personal and professional development. And I want this to be something that like when my mom stood up on Saturday morning and said what she said, where she was a takeaway from the event, just being like, I never thought that coming to a real estate uh, event like this would change me personally to where I want to go out and be more social and, and do a lot of the things that I used to do when I was younger. That to me, that was really touching to say, wow, we're, we're actually somebody who has no idea about real estate only came here to support me says something like that. Then we're doing, we're doing the right thing here. So I think that that's the goal of mine to figure out number one, how we reach more people, how we get more people to the events and then how we can change them to be better. Just be a little bit better than when they walked in, when they leave. And if we can do that, then we've succeeded. Right. And for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, something like that for a ticket and a trip. You can't beat that in my mind. So it's, I love it. I love going. I love watching it. I, I get a ton out of me. I don't know if you guys saw, but when Walter Bond was speaking, I was sitting in the audience. And when Jocko was speaking, I sat in the audience. I just kind of snuck into the audience and I'm not going to watch that from backstage. I'm going to watch that from middle center where I can see these guys and I can be impacted by their keynote speech because it will change the way that I do business. It'll change the way that I treat my family, change the way I raise my kids, just change the person that I am over the last four years. Significant change in my life. For sure. And I mean, you talk about the keynote guys, but you know, listening to, to guys like you and Andy though, you know, you guys are genuine. And so we, we get some of that from you guys too. So it's not just the people you bring in. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but uh, I'm not going to get on my own podcast and say I'm the best speaker that's there. Right. But I, I think that's the, that's the important part, right? The majority of what I talked about at this event was mindset stuff for me, like my presentations. Not, Nate and my presentation were uh, very much around people and, and bringing in the right people and how to hire and how to, like, who to bring in and how to build that business. But I mean, my, the majority of my stuff was that I, that I felt that I brought to this, this event was how do we think? How do we, what do we do? What, what are some of the decisions that we make? Where do we put our money? What are some struggles that I've had in the past and how can you learn from them? And same thing here. What's that? Goal setting. And yep. I mean, you, you, you know, led with that. So. Yep. Absolutely. Core values, all the things that you need to build a solid foundation in your mind, your body and your business. Like that's the most important thing. Take care of yourself, put on your oxygen mask first, and then you can take care of your business and everything else. Right. If you're nonstop work, if all you're doing is, 
Nate, if you're working your full-time job, you're working yourself to the, into the ground and you're trying to raise your daughter, like eventually that you're going to struggle to meet, to hit even 80% in all of those worlds, right? So figuring out how to make sure that you are prioritizing, you're systemizing what you're doing, you're being smart, you're putting the time that you do have into the things that are going to move the needle and make you the most money. That's the most important thing. Because we can all push paper, create business cards, build a website, do all the stuff that's not going to do anything for us and say that we're a real estate investor and we're, we're, we're working, we're trying, we're doing all this stuff. But you know, and I know that when we have full-time jobs, you've got to take that little bit of time that you have because when you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So that's what I always said in my mind when I started. When I say yes to this, I'm saying no to my family. And when I said that, that really made me think what I'm saying yes to because a lot of those yeses became no's at that point. And now I pretty much just say no, like I start with no, and then you got to convince me why I should do something. Why should I spend my time doing this? It's got to be really, really important to, to you or me to make sure that I'm doing it because I, I still work really hard and I like to work hard, but you know, when we work this hard, we take away time from our family and everything that, that we, we should be doing just to say that we're building a business, that we're doing something. Well, and that attitude is why I integrated her into the business. I mean, she was already interested in it, but it was like, okay, I'm trying to make this business a priority and get serious about it. But I'm also trying to, you know, be there for her and have fun and, and, and do the things that single parents do. And it was like, if I don't find a way to merge them, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, you know, cause there, there is only so much time. So you know, she probably spends more time in crappy houses than most 13 year olds, but probably more time in those houses than our house. Well, she enjoys it, you know, and we enjoy, we enjoy the time together. I'm not there just bored and all that stuff. I'm actually just wanting to go with my dad everywhere. So is it because your dad likes it or is it because you like it? Oh no, I love it. I love going into those houses and looking, oh, we could do that to over there. No, over there we could do that. And I just like, it's in my head where I can just design this layout. My dad takes my, some of my ideas and we just share our ideas together. So we started a new uh, JV partnership on the flip we're doing right now. And uh, it was the people's first time meeting her. It's a, a guy and his girlfriend. And, uh, so the girlfriend was taking him, uh, taking Riley around, said, well, what would you do here? What would you do here? And she's like, oh, well, I would do, I'd paint these walls gray. And, oh, I would probably do this kind of tile. And so she's just kind of laying it out there for her. And I'm like, check, check, check. You know, like she's been paying attention. I guess my dad just brought me into the idea of real estate. And that's kind of helping me like, oh, this is definitely like what I could do when I'm older. Is there anything else you want to do other than that? Well, no, not really. That's it. You're all in. Yeah. In money management, they didn't really have, we were doing this thing on a, a website today and uh, I think it was like the Br- Bureau of Statistics or whatever. And we were trying to search up our job that, or something like close related to it. There was nothing but like, oh, plumber or construction worker or something like that. So I was like, well, I mean, there's no like real estate agent or anything. So um, cause we were doing like, Oh, here's the salaries and here's yep. the job outlook. And so I was like, well, you know, I'll just do what I had second in mind, I guess when I was younger. 
So, um, which was a professional athlete. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So professional basketball player. Yeah. Okay. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's where it's like the game of life. If you guys ever played the game of life when I was growing up, it was a very popular game. So we'd play that and you'd get the, I'm the doctor. Yes, I get to make the most money, but I, I don't remember if it came with student loans, but it should. So you've got, um, you're trying to find a comparison salary and all that stuff to then build out, okay, this is how much my bills are and just determine like how much money you'll have at the end of the month. So you should, you should find, you should tell them, look, Real estate investors make at least $200,000 a year, okay? So I'm going to put $200,000 a year in there and that's what I'm going to be. So and then you should add it to the Bureau of Statistics or whoever is doing that and say, maybe you should make it three hundred. Let's make it $300,000. Okay? So, okay, so I, this is really cool. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where my kids are old enough to make a decision to come in and get interested in my business. Obviously, uh, Nate, it probably took a little bit of, Hey, do you want to come check this out? Is this look interesting to you? Come, come with me. Obviously if she's running through houses when she's six years old with spiders all over them, it's in your blood, right? Yeah. So, it's sort of like sports. Okay. So she's into the same sports I'm into. Why? Because, you know, when I would sit down and watch football or basketball, she would sit down next to me. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's like teaching your kids a language. If they're just around real estate all the time, that's how they get involved. You know, um, I don't feel like I ever pushed it on her. Um, now, I mean, we did have to kind of make decisions at a certain point, but it's like, she could, do you want to go, you know, spend the evening at your mom's house or your papa's house or whatever, or do you want to come with me to this house? You know? And, and sometimes I will stay home because like, I'm tired or whatever, but I mean, most but, of the time, we just go together. Yeah, it's awesome. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. You're you're exactly right. It's not like my my son will. He plays soccer. I coach a soccer team. I was a big soccer player. I still play soccer in Nashville here, um, pretty competitively, and I I love it. And that's kind of my thing. And I watch football, and so I watch the Ravens. And he always sits down next to me and says, "Oh, the Ravens are on. I want the Ravens to win," and all this stuff. So it's just the way it works. You're right. It, I, I love that analogy of it's like a like a language. You know, it's a, it's a, the language of real estate. And I don't know, once you start speaking that language, it's really tough to, to forget it. So it's exciting. I'm excited for what, uh, what you guys are going to do. So 18 houses, um, or eight houses and just make a ton more money on them. So, uh, I'm excited And the accountability group, I think is going to help and all the kind of events that we have coming up. So I'm, I'm also really happy you guys are wearing your seven figure runway shirts and hats and stuff. It's really cool. So um, I'm happy to have you guys inside that group and looking forward to seeing how we can help you guys grow that t- together. So, um, I know that was, uh, that's something that you guys, Riley really pushed hard for that from what you told me, Nate. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Simmons and I had probably an hour long conversation the night before I joined. So, oh man, I'd be interested to be a fly on a wall for that one. So we'll talk about it a year <laughs> from now. So, um, so I'm wearing a Foot Packing Live hat. And what I wanted to do today is I want to talk a little bit about this event. So um, you guys have been to, Nate, you've been to three, Riley, you've been to two. You guys know what it's like. I think that the event is something that I'm already working on right now. So I'm planning out the speaker lineup for next year, tw- October, 2020, a year, you know, a little under a year from now. We basically just came off this event and I immediately got to work with the event planner for next year because 
I want to go bigger, better, better. Every I, I'm a one-upper. I'm going to one-up myself. I'm going to compare myself to last year, right? So last year, I'm going to look and see how, how do we do? What was the event like? What was the impact that we had? How many more people can we impact this year? What does it look like? So we basically announced a San Diego event at, in San Diego on stage. I said, I will come back to, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I said, I'm going to come back to San Diego every year until they say that they don't want me there anymore. So that was my, that was my opening. I love San Diego. I was born here. I flew helicopters right across the street, all that stuff. And I'm basically sitting there digging my own grave. It seemed like because they double booked our, what's that? I guess they just didn't want you over there anymore. Well, I guess, yeah, they don't want me in the, in the, in the city anymore. So we, um, they double booked our dates and, and I don't know if you noticed, but our date was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I don't like to work on Sundays. I'm really, I, most of our community uh, doesn't like to work on Sundays. It's, we have uh, a lot of religious people in the group and things like that. And it's just not my thing. I, Sunday, I just don't want to work. And a lot of people just take time off. So that was really conflicting me. And so that's not the reason why we're not going to be in San Diego, but they double booked our one sales person, booked those dates Sunday, Monday, Tuesday or something. And then our person booked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And eventually I said, look, this is the only hotel that can house us. We don't, we have a, a, it's a big venue. We have a lot of people that come to this event. We want to grow a little bit next year. Um, I just, this is, it's, it's going to have to be that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll figure it out. And so I said, okay, I kind of committed to it. You guys probably saw me on stage. I'm like, can I say the dates? Do we, do we know if it's for sure? And they were like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But we didn't have a signed contract or anything like that. When I got back, we found out that they double booked it. And so they wanted us to come the week of Halloween. And I said, absolutely not. We're, we're not doing Halloween. This is a very family oriented group. We're not doing Halloween. There's no chance. So we basically went out to a bunch of different cities and, and asked, so San Diego is one of them. We also went to Phoenix, Nashville, and Orlando, and we got bids from other hotels to figure out where else we could go and at our at the dates that we want. So we just found out that we got, we, I signed a contract in Orlando, Florida on October 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's also a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hopefully it lands in your fall break, right? Fall break, is that what it is? So hopefully that happens during that week because that's a that's typically when most schools have their break and things like that. So if you're listening to this and you've got kids that you think would be great, you bring your family. It's an awesome location. We're at the Omni Resort and Hotel down there. It's a it's like a compound. They got a golf course. They got a lazy river. They got a bunch of pools. They got a really cool location. Obviously that's great, but it's about the event. So how good can we do? at this event this year for these three days. And then it's also about 10 miles from Disney World. So I plan on bringing my family either before or after we do a Disney trip. And I love Disney World. It's like my favorite place in the world to go. And we go, we could probably go once or twice a year. I absolutely love it. We just took my son, Will, down there. He's five. My wife and I went down there on uh, Christmas Day last year, just the two of us for like three days. And if you're listening to this, don't ever go to Disney World on Christmas. It's <laughs> the worst. It's, I could, I've never seen lines that long. It's horrible. So, um, so what do you guys think about that? Orlando, Florida for Flip Hacking Live? Is it okay that we changed uh, coasts a little bit? I think she's okay with it. <laughs> she's okay with it? Riley, you're okay with it? Yeah, the only thing I ask is please do not, if you ever get an offer for um, a hotel after fall break, I'm not going because I'm going to have way too much homework for the next, at least this year, if it was before and I got to go out of school, but then next week I had fall break. I had all fall break to work on my homework. If I had it after fall break, I would be so 
Uh, it would be so stressful. Okay, so we will coordinate with you every year for <laughs> Flip Hacking Live to make sure we'll find out when your fall break is. I, I, I'm currently having to negotiate for, with hotels for 2021 right now. Do you know when your fall break is going to be so I can make sure we got the great week? You know what? I'm we can look. <laughs> All right. So you guys just email me that. We'll take care of it. Okay. Uh, I'll do the best I can, Riley. I promise. All right. Thank so you. the middle of October is the, the kind of my wheelhouse. I like it around then. It's a couple weeks before um, Halloween. It's not, it's not too bad. So ideally we'll try to line it up with you and your fall break. If not, just call me like a couple weeks before the event and I'll just change the dates. We'll just move it to whatever your fall break is. Does that work? Okay. And if you can't change the dates, then I guess we'll just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and just... Or just bring your homework with you and I'll just do it backstage uh, in, between, <laughs> in between the presentations. How's that work? You know how smart he is. <laughs> is that, as long as it's math or science, if it's English, I'm out. You will get, you will get an F. I promise you that. Um, I will say that I read the book that I was supposed to read to do the book report, but I did not read it. I either got the cliff notes and with the internet today, you can pretty much get whatever you need. So... Um, all right, maybe I shouldn't give you that you advice. Just tell on. The kid how to cheat? <laughs> no, 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 it's not cheating. It's not cheating. It's it's research. Okay, you do some research. You need to change every third word at least. Okay, that's called plagiarism. All right, we don't want that. So okay, always it, the other thing you could do is put some quotes. You know, if it's somebody else's work, if you quote it or put a footnote or something like that, and then you, then they've gotten the credit that they need. Okay. Now we're right. doing a project on uh, a famous person or event, and uh, we're doing. We're learning about plagiarism, copyright, all that stuff, and um, I guess quotes. Good. I like it. So I just put my foot in my mouth. I'm going to take it out, and I'm going to try to continue to talk about Flip Backing Live. Does that work? <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So this event, October 15th, 16th, and 17th in Orlando, Florida, here's what we're going to do. Riley's talking about money management. So what I want to do is, since we're throwing you guys a curveball, we are basically changing the the location and the dates from what we announced at Flip Hacking Live is if you got a ticket to Flip Hacking Live and you can't make it, just email us at info at houseflippinghq.com. We'll, we'll take care of you. So we'll figure it out. Just let us know what the, if there's an issue or anything like that. Uh, you don't want to fly out to Orlando. You live in San Diego and you've never gotten on a plane in your entire life and you don't want to drive and you're afraid to fly. I don't know what the deal is, but if you guys uh, are not... I'm looking for some support here. I want to see people raise their hand and say, look, I'm with you. This event is awesome. I'll fly wherever, whenever to go to it. And that's the kind of people that we want to come to this event. And that's the people that were there this year. Yeah. See, I got good. We got, we got four hands raised here and there's only three of us. So, you know, that's, those are the kind of people that are going to come regardless of where we are, what we're doing. So um, support us, check it out. And money management, we'll talk about taxes real quick. This is a tax write-off for you in 2019. So what I want to do is I want to bring the price back to what we announced at Flip Hacking Live. So on our website, we'll update the website to just as like if you were at the event, you bought a ticket at the event up until December 31st. So on January 1st, we're going to bring the ticket prices back up. If you're a member of our seven-figure runway or seven-figure altitude, we're going to post the link inside of the private Facebook groups. So you guys have it. That's, a, that's going to be even discounted even deeper than our public prices. So you guys will get member prices for that, for the event. And so go in the Facebook group if you're part of our mastermind groups. If you're not, just go to fliphackinglive.com. You can buy a ticket there. Um, and then we'll work on some VIP stuff like we did last year. We're just not ready to announce that yet. So um, we will have some kind of VIP upgrades and a plan for that. We're just working on how the numbers and everything and what that looks like right now. So Orlando, Florida, October 15th through the 17th. 
get your uh, get your tickets before the end of the year. We'll make them discounted, and then you guys can write them off in your taxes now instead of waiting a whole another year to do it. So, money management, Riley. We'll talk about tax planning on a podcast coming up. I'm going to have my CPA come on a podcast here in probably a week, and him and I are going to talk about end of year planning. We got like two weeks left for to do anything that we want to do to make sure that we can write off things in 2019, reduce our tax burden and liabilities and things like that. So definitely one that you should check out. You could probably grab some nuggets, take it back to your money management class and show off with it. So I probably will be a end of the hexter will probably be the week that you do that. So I guess I'll have to try to show them. Ah, you can just, after the class, just say, Hey teacher, just show back up or be a, be a guest speaker next year. And say, you know what? I learned so much in this money management class. Let me teach you guys a few things. So I met with my CPA today. Him and I talked about a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of the, like this investment in the seven-figure runway, investment in the seven-figure altitude, all this stuff, total tax write-offs. It's a great benefit of owning a business, all the travel to the mastermind events, all the money that you spend there, all of those things, the cruise, lots of different stuff that we do. It, you know, obviously talk to your CPA, make sure that they're comfortable writing that stuff off, signing your tax return. But th these are great. I mean, I... When I joined Seven Figure Flipping four years ago, I looked at it as, okay, yeah, it's a $25,000 investment in myself, but that's a, that's a total business deduction right there at 25 grand. So it's like half that, you know, 60% of that, that I'm actually investing in myself. The rest of it is I'd be giving away to Uncle Sam anyway. So um, cool stuff that we can do as business owners. I love, you know, I bought an airplane last year and was able to write write that off on my taxes. It's just amazing stuff that, that we get to do as that I would never been, have been able to do in the past. And obviously I get to fly members down to the events and stuff like that. So I don't know, in October, if you guys call me up and Tyler Jensen weaseled, weaseled his way into the airplane for one of the mastermind events and stuff. So uh, that would be pretty cool if you guys fly to Nashville and we uh, fly down in my airplane. So uh, yeah. What do you think about that, Riley? All right. So if you guys ever make it to Nashville, we'll absolutely do that and uh, we'll figure it out. So I would love to to get you on the airplane, Riley. That would be cool. Because then you could say, you know what? I want to be a real, real estate investor. And then my backup, I think is going to be a pilot. So, or Wait, I'm, I'm wondering, are you going to be flying the plane? Or yeah, I'll fly the plane. Yeah. It's his plane. Yeah. <laughs> I fly it. Yeah. Is that cool? Can we do that? Yeah. All right, cool. So, and actually you can sit up front and you can fly too. So yeah, sounds good, right? Sorry, Nate. I just dropped a bomb on you. You got to figure out how to get to Nashville now. All right, guys. I, hey, thank you so much for spending time with me tonight. I know it, you know, it was a, it's a late night for you, Riley. You've got probably got homework to do still. It's school night. You good? Uh, yeah. I'll okay. All right. Well, get your tickets, Flip Hacking Live. Go to fliphackinglive.com. Did you guys get tickets? You guys waiting? You holding out on your tickets? You're waiting for Orlando or what? No, we got them at the event. Got them. Okay. Are you going to email us and tell us you can't go? No, now we're just deciding if we're flying to Nashville or Orlando. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. I'm going to have to make like three trips. I'll make like three trips down and back to drop people off and shuttle luggage and stuff like that. So no problem. I love it. I love to fly so much, I'll do it. So uh, Orlando in October is going to be a lot of fun. It's a perfect time to go to Disney, a perfect time to be down there. At, uh, at, at It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's, it's usually just right. when we, we always go in, in October when we have a family trip to, to Disney. So I'm excited about this. I was a little bit hesitant to, to go away from San Diego, but um, like I said, when they, uh, when they kick me out, um, Maybe we'll bounce back and forth year after year. So we'll check out, see what, see what they'll do for us in 2021. And then I'll decide, uh, 
how much they're really sticking it to me. Right. So, all right, guys. Hey, I had fun with you. Any, any last, any last words, Riley, you, let's right follow yeah. us on urban firebird home solutions, urban firebird home solutions on YouTube. You guys got to check it out. Okay. Urban firebird home solutions. U F H H S. That's tough. We got to work on that. We got to work on urban firebird home solutions. I love it. YouTube, check it out. How many, we got to, let's triple the subscribers at least. We want to triple quadruple 10 to 10 X the subscribers. All right. Let's just blow it up guys. Please, please, please. Look, Riley's awesome. She needs your help. Urban firebird home solutions on YouTube. All right. I think we got it. Good. Yes. All right. Thanks urban for sharing. Home solutions. I love it. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me tonight, guys. Thanks, Bill. All right, we'll bye. Soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast with Bill Allen. If you want to grow and scale your house flipping or wholesaling business, check out more insider tips and strategies from the nation's most successful real estate investors at sevenfigureflipping.com.